0: Hello, everyone, welcome back to another episode of Chef Phoebe's Whispers. I'm Chef Phoebe, and today it's story time. Hi, guys, like I said, today we're doing story time, meaning I've scoured the web, posted some posts and some Facebook groups and I've asked for chefs the most interesting stories and I've also looked online for some interesting ones um I don't know there's no like date on any of these because I would just ask I was just asking people's most interesting food industry stories and the ones I found online were also just a collection of people's stories most of these though most seem to be like pre COVID, um, which makes sense, I guess, because, um, what I when one of my posts when I asked for everyone's most interesting food industry stories, one person literally just commented, COVID. <laughs> so, yes, that definitely counts, but we already know that story, so we don't need details. I will be reading the stories as they are worded in the posts and articles themselves. Um, Full disclosure, I've been doing manual labor for two days outside building a fire pit. So if at any time I forget what day it is or who I am, that is why. Okay, so the first story, like I said, I'm just reading these going to read each one and then like if i have any comments comment if not we just gonna move on okay um, this is the first one i worked at a very nice hotel restaurant in dallas texas one saturday a guy brought all four private rooms which opened into one big room he flew in his girlfriend's favorite painting from museums And had a huge party with food and drinks. Even flew all the family for the event. It was a marriage proposal. And when the would-be groom asked the girlfriend to be his wife, she burst into tears and said no. Our executive chef told us to wrap it up. And soon we packed it up. I remember leaving work an hour or so later. I saw the poor guy fucked up and crying in the smoking section with a few of the other chefs. Poor guy. This is just kind of so heartbreaking. And at what point does I guess maybe it's, I don't know. How do you not see that your relationship is not huge wedding proposal like (laughs) material, I guess is what I'm saying. Like four private rooms and an an upscale restaurant, well, very nice hotel restaurant in Dallas, Texas, which is a popular place. So expensive. Fluent in paintings from museums. Flew in to friends and family. That how were you ex- not expecting a no? Like if your relationship is that. Also, I guess we don't know the other side. She could have just been cheating and never told him. That maybe that's why she burst into tears because. She has, if she just did not like him, that would be less, unless she was just embarrassed to have to say no in front of everybody. The whole situation is just screwed up for both of them. I'm like, God, can you imagine doing all of that? It just, uh, hearing no or having to say no rather, just like, damn, oh, this is nice, but um, I will not marry you. And, like, I wonder what happened to their relationship after that. Maybe she just wasn't a marriage person. Who knows? Also, having to watch that would just, like, hurt my soul. I didn't feel so bad. <laughs> like, I just tiptoed away. And, be like, we'll clean all this stuff up later. Because at that point, the party no longer exists to be going on, right? You, we were here for the party there's nothing to celebrate anymore. And how are the family or friends, like, oh God, so much went into this, for it to have a no. I mean, I know it, ha- it probably happens a lot, but God, it's just so crushing. I feel so bad. Okay, this one is kind of really ironic and funny, but the fact that somebody put this I thought I needed to say it, it's really short, it's like a sentence. This says, this one time there was a full staff and they were skilled. Which is, when that has (laughs) to be something you can say in a sarcastic way on your most interesting food story, that means a lot of times you're in a place, and so many people like this comment, okay? So many people. That means this is a group full of chefs in this Facebook group. So that means that oftentimes you're understaffed and with unskilled people, which I'm not surprised the foot industry happens in many industries, but you know, like when it's perfect, you're like, wow. Another sarcastic one says, one time I was happy. (laughs) Like, it's funny, okay. We're going to move on to another one. This one's longer. It says... Anyway. I <laughs> almost choked on air, I guess. Anyway. It says, I cooked the backstage dinner for a very well-known famous musician-class band, Buffet Style, in their VIP room. When they were finished and after they had done partying... That's what it says. After they had done partying, we had to go in and clean up the room. 1 a.m. There was a man passed out with a Gimp suit on, handcuffed to one of the tables in the room. He had a... We had to call the cops and paramedics had to come get him out. Long night, but got to party with some of the other bands on tour while we waited for the cops to do their thing. The guy had... A meet and greet pass. And I'm sure I had the best night of his life. So. To sum this up. From my understanding. When I went to go clean up the room. After popular band left. There was a dude in a gimp suit. Handcuffed. To. A table. Like what? First of all. A gimp suit? Why? Just. (laughs) <laughs> and they really left him like that like what band is this I know it's really cryptic So, cause they put musician size band but like what band really did this and just like dipped it's kind of funny but also kind of weird but like he says that guy probably had the best night of his life just saying this one that I'm about to read next it's like a borderline horror story but there are like three laughing faces in this post um anyway it reads in cooking school the head instructor was teaching a girl to debone a leg of lamb she slipped and stabbed him in the stomach he went to the hospital and she ran away crying and we never saw her again what the fuck okay first of all she's oh my god what was the setup here like what was like who was standing where how big of a was this the first time and like was it oh my goodness gracious it's just so many images flowing through my head of how like terrifying this must have been for everyone First of all, that poor girl probably never, I'm hoping that's not the case, but she probably never butchered her her own meats again, at the very least. I'm hoping she didn't give up on her dream, but at the same time, I can't say that she stabbed someone in the stomach. He had to go, like... If she slipped that far, it was probably like a hard slip, like when you're trying to pull really hard and then it finally releases and slipped stabbed. Because if to actually get stabbed in the stomach, like it was a hard oh my god. Yeah, I can't say that I would blame her if she just decided to like be a sculptor or something. <laughs> because Jesus, that's terrifying. So bad for her. So so bad for her. Like, what do you do? Like, as an instructor, you just so many things being questioned here. Legolands like are big. Tell me problems, okay? I'm just not with it. That's all I'm saying. Okay. I have I believe two more. No, no, three more. Two really funny ones and like one kind of funny one. Okay, so I'm gonna save this one for later. I'm like read it. this one. This one's kind of funny. Damn it. Okay, sorry. I clicked it and then I thought I clicked the wrong thing, but it was the right thing. I told you. I'm tired. Don't blame me. I'm not that tired it's just things feel weird okay it says I used to see guys come in with their girlfriends slash mistresses one night and then come in with their wives literally just a few days later I never saw anyone get caught or at least there was never a huge blowout in the restaurant but I would seat them at the same table and say something like have you dined with us before you look familiar an anonymous waitress in the steakhouse in Boston, steakhouse in Boston, Massachusetts, bruh. Like I'm aware that this happens, I am. But you dead ass gonna take your guy, and this is multiple. You used to see guys multiple coming with their girls. like, who- damn Boston, y'all not got enough restaurants? Is that the problem? Like you goodness gracious, you can't find two separate steakhouses? Like, what if the waitress was like, oh, you're back, you're a Ugh, words are not making sense for- between my tongue and my brain. But what if the wait- waitress was like, oh yeah, you're back again. Same thing as two days ago. And the wife was like, oh, you came here two days ago? And then the waitress would be like, oh, never mind. I'm gonna just go do that with something. Else. Because, like, what? You know, some waitresses have, like, good memory and, like, they're nice. I guess, like, if you knew exactly what was going on, you. I, I'm sorry, I had to be an asshole. It was like, oh, is this your sister? <laughs> like, to the wife. Like, is this your sister? Because you and your girlfriend were having a great time. You should bring them all together next time. Like, expose everything. Like, uh, like, just stupid. Like, I don't know. Cause seriously, you too cheap. Y'all don't have enough steakhouses. Okay, so this is probably PSA that Boston needs more steakhouses. Because seriously? Or just go to a different restaurant. Like take one to the steakhouse, one to like the Mexican restaurant down the street, and like no, okay, obviously really don't don't be an asshole and cheat. But I'm just saying, like, on a joke side of it, pick different restaurants. She she, should shit together. I can't even cheat with class. (laughs) Not that there is any class in cheating, but I'm just saying. Okay, this one is... These ones have titles. These ones. I think that's appropriate. These ones have titles because it was in an article that I found together, which were funny. So this title of this one is Strength in Numbers. It reads, it was a Saturday night and our wait was about two and a half hours long. I'm leaving and if I didn't make a reservation, I'm just leaving. Sorry, I had to throw that part in there. <laughs> our wait was about two and a half hours long. This is pretty typical, but it was cold outside and people were hangry for their ramen. The waitress the waiting the waiting guests told you words don't make sense. The waiting guests who were strangers formed a union of sorts, and demanded they all be set. My manager had to get involved, and we eventually set them together. They're probably best friends by now. So, summing this up, there was a bunch of people waiting in line. Like, saying, like, two or three parties, they were waiting in line. They formed a union so that they wanted to be set, so I'm guessing they set them at, like, a big table, which, honestly, they probably did make it easier for the restaurant because like having to find, I've been to restaurants where they seat you, they have like really long tables, and they sit two people at one, one end of the really long table, there's another set, two people, and like you just like sit individually, I forgot what that restaurant was called, we went on like one of my work um, Christmas dinner, Christmas party dinners, it was packed, it was loud, it was great food though, it was good food though, but like, and there are also restaurants where there's like separate tables that are set up for two people. So I guess it might have made it easier for the restaurant to seat like maybe a party of six over three parties of twos. And if the restaurant got to seat these people faster, why not? And this is how socializing is meant to be, I guess, <laughs> instead of all over the internet socializing and in, socializing in real life. Okay. This is the last one, though. This time I'm trying to just read it without interjecting. I don't know why the last time, but read it without interjecting. Like a professional. Just if you're eating something, stop. Or pause, finish eating. And just (laughs) like let your food settle first. If you're not, Let's go on. This one reads, An elderly man came into dine with a party of four, beautifully dressed. We were busy, a packed house. And all of a sudden, I look up, and the man looks like he's about to fall over. Because he's trying to pick something up off the floor. I run over and realize it's a lump of shit. And there's another coming out his pant leg. His wife tells me that he's trying to pick up food that fell on the floor. I ran back to the host stand to grab towels to clean it up, and now I've got shit in one hand, and I'm welcoming customers as they walk in the door. After the guy came back from the bathroom, he sits back down at the table for another hour and a half. This man is now sitting through dinner. We're laughing at this point, but totally didn't know what to do. This was also in a French restaurant in New York in the Upper East Side. Now, what the hell? What the hell? I just, I have so many questions and I want to ask none of them. First of all... <laughs> why like just it's a, okay so it's a party of four which means his wife knew exactly what was going on those other two people nobody decided to get up and leave like there's a chance that he has like I don't know a, a dementia or something but they I don't think they should have said and if he shot through his pants in the middle of the dining room that means he's just likely to be sitting on top of it at the table it it's just so many problems right and like y'all didn't think to leave i mean you didn't have to make it i don't know i don't know not knowing the full story is probably the worst possible thing because it leaves everything up to the imagination. Like, they could have just been trying to, like, give him a normal day out or something. Maybe it was, like, one of his good days or maybe he doesn't have dementia and he's just a crazy fuck. Who knows at this point? Nobody knows. That's the problem here. But at no point in time, Am I getting <laughs> paid enough to welcome customers and clean up at the same time with some napkins? First of all, what? You, what? I you pour bleach and you close the restaurant and you hire a cleaning crew. I mean, not really, but like you know, really, <laughs> I'm not with some napkins. Heck, no, no. Just no, I don't have much else to say, but no. Anyway, look at all the stories I had today. Like I said, I've gathered them. I gathered them from the internet. Some from Facebook groups, some from articles, which means somebody else gathered them from probably like Facebook groups. <laughs> Honestly, that's probably what that means. To my surprise, it is a lot harder to find these stories Um, then you thought, like, my first, I guess, thought was to, like, look on Reddit, because everybody rants on Reddit, but there's no, like, uh, what is it called, a subreddit? Or, like, a category, there's no category just labeled restaurant, well, there is one, like, food industry stories, and stuff like that, and they're, like, all randomly, People go on there and rant, but they're not categorized in a way where I'd be able to like find the group of them ranting. i have to search Reddit for like months to get like, good ones. I'll do that when I hire somebody else to search Reddit for me because Reddit is an awful place. There's just so much stuff on there. Then they start suggesting, suggesting things to you that has nothing to do with your original search. There's nothing like Google. Okay, I don't know what their algorithm is, but it needs some adjustments. Okay, like look up food industry food industry stories, and you end up on like things my cat did. What? Uh, uh, what? How? Why? Never mind. I mean, technically, you could do that on any, like anything. Like TikTok is a great place to get lost. This is a thought I had um, earlier, not earlier today, but earlier in life prior to today, um, that TikTok seems to be, like, a nice place, I, I, okay, again, this just a thought, I have not done any research on it, but it seems like a nice place for, like, those with, like, I have to stop saying the word, like, those with disabilities, or not even disabilities, but, like, um, I see a lot of people who have, uh, they call themselves systems. They have, um, I think it's SDI. Hold up. This is why we Google things. They have multiple personalities, though. Anyway, because I can't, like, leave just dead air. Anyway, there are people like that. There are people with, like, autism. I see a lot of people with a lot of, like, It seems like a good place for them to express themselves on TikTok. And, like, short 60-second clips. Um, Like, I didn't even know there were so many. Okay, it's not like I didn't know. But there are a lot of people who have, like, I guess it also depends on TikTok's algorithm. Because, like, if you like one video on TikTok. Seriously, if you like one video on TikTok, you're going to get the same. Same, like, the same vibe from, like, your one video. I, there was this, like, young child playing with, like, fidget toys and, like, my suggestions once, and she had, like, no likes or, like, comments, and I was like, oh, okay, I'm gonna like it, you know, because it feels nice. Like, I feel great when I get listeners to my podcast, so I thought, like, maybe if I liked her post... It, it would make her feel good, too, because, like, small creators need attention, too, right? Um, They keep showing me her videos of her playing with fidget toys. I'm not following her. I double-checked. I just liked one video. And they also showed me other, like, videos of small creators playing with fidget toys. It wasn't that I liked the fidget toys. I just wanted to be supportive of the stranger, okay? That's it just wanted to be a supporter of strangers. That's so hard. But now my algorithm is all fucked like up. I feel the same way when like, um, okay, so my Amazon music is usually my music. But I also put it on like the TV. um. So like, you play music when we're just like, chilling out or cleaning up or something. But like, everybody else I put name music on my Amazon music. And I'm just like, Bro. Why all your anime music come on Amazon? You're messing up my algorithm. Now they think I like this stuff. You and your screamo, go somewhere. Like, I know, God, algorithms used to be sacred, man. They didn't, but like, it's a funny statement. So I made it, <laughs> but yeah, like TikTok algorithm is crazy. What I was trying to say is, I see a lot of people who are systems, which means they have multiple personality. Well, since they were, since they all seem to refer to themselves as systems, I figured that was a good way to refer to them. You know, if I guess, but yeah, I find it interesting. I just I don't know, I find it interesting. That's all I can really say on the matter. But I think TikTok is a nice place for. People, everyone's just expressing themselves. Even little kids playing with fidget toys, you know. It's not that I want to see little kids play with fidget toys. I just really wanted to be supportive, okay? Sheesh. And now they keep giving me all like these small TikTokers, <laughs> just like doing random things. And I'm like, but I don't want to see this. Scroll past to the funny people. But also. I also think it's nice that TikTok does show you people with zero comments and likes. Because at least it means they're putting, like, work out there. You know? Like, you don't have to. Unlike, comparatively, I'm going to continue. On YouTube, um, where a lot of times your suggested videos have... Lots of views. And the algorithm is based on what people like and comment on. For example, five-minute crafts. (sighs) It's annoying, but they're everywhere because people keep watching them and people keep liking them and people keep interacting. First of all, they are content farm and they suck, okay? They suck. They're just out there making money with lies. I mean, technically, technically... Many people are out there making funny money with lies. Not every forget. Freaking... Okay, so I learned this, right, from my chef last week. Um, because we had a guest speaker, and a... it wasn't a guest speaker; it was like a video that took up our cooking time that I wasn't happy about. Anyway, but while that was going on, we were also discussing other <laughs> things. Um. They said something on the video about, like, food competition. And then he started telling us about actual food competitions. Apparently, in Chopped, the one I said I could probably go to, what was this, last week? The week? No, the week before last? Huh. I was like, oh, I'd probably do Chopped. I take that back. They apparently do not turn on the air conditioner to make you sweat more to make it seem like you're working harder. Fuck you, Food Network. You. That's all I got to say on that. Um like dang, I came here to cook. I didn't come here to be abused and have a heat stroke. <sighs> yeah. I learned that. I'm not happy about it. But yes. Now we're going to move into our Worth the Whisper. What are we whispering about? This week we're discussing Aiden and Lewis are dying if I pronounce that right they are New Jersey brothers who are part of the restaurant community and will be they are currently planning a walk to raise money now you know that sounds great this walk that they're planning, will take them through 11 states. <laughs> it's a total of a 3,147 mile route. Now, the article I read did not detail what states they will be visiting quite yet. Because, like, as I said, they're still in the midst of planning it. I guess it's just them planning and getting the word out and building um, publicity for the walk itself before they actually start. Get this: They plan to walk twenty miles a day, making it a five-month-long trip. Five months of walking across America from New Jersey. They live in Jersey Shore, ironically, because you know people hear Jersey Shore and they just think the opposite, but no, they live in Jersey Shore. It's to raise awareness uh, for restaurant workers and raise money for them to get more pay so that more people will be willing to work in the restaurant industry. And the people who do work there, like get the pay and respect that they deserve. That's their goals. Um, It's really nice. I think it's kind of cool because a part of their journey, they're saying that throughout these five months, they're gonna kind of meet up with like people the industry there's no like exact details but from my understanding excuse me they're gonna be like at different restaurants and working with different um culinary individuals because it says that they're excited to be able to meet new people learn new things so i feel like it's also an adventure a culinary adventure as well as a physical adventure I know it's going to be a mental, mental adventure because, I mean, like, walking through 11 states over the course of five months. Jesus Christ, I hope they have some great walking shoes. Um, yeah. That's a lot. That's a lot. But I do think that them putting the 20-mile limit, 20-mile-per-day limit is a good thing because it allows them to have time for other things like stopping in restaurants, chatting with people, relaxing, resting, things like that, which is well needed because 20 miles is not a small amount, but it's, I believe it's reasonable. Um, I, think, I think it's reasonable because I remember in high school, it was at least, I want to say, 10 miles from my high school. I looked on a map like a few times from my high school to my home. And I did walk from my from school to home. Like maybe, I don't know, more times than I don't care to admit. <laughs> it was not something. Okay, so it was days like we'd got out early and like we would just chill. So the plan was we'd walk. There was, like, restaurants and places. They just kept walking. And as we kept walking, someone ended up at home. And I eventually ended up, like, really close to my house. And I'm like, yeah, I'm going to just walk the rest of the way. So (laughs) that did happen a couple of times in high school. So with them putting on 20-mile limit, which is basically just double my trip, I do think um, it's reasonable I don't know, um, they're also Advent runners and they have ran marathons before. So they are in shape for this, which means 20 miles for them probably does not mean a little, as much as it does for me, which means they're mostly doing this to just like, chill out. Again, they are walking, but walking through 11 states sounds kind of cool. But at the same time, I'd probably make it like three days and I'm like, yo, what a car at. <laughs> We're driving, this the way rent a car, we will drive, stay in a hotel, like, uh, somewhere with a cushy bed. I will sleep in the back seat, we can switch. Just, uh God. I'm kidding. plus 11 states. It, like I said, it doesn't list which states, but I'm sure not all of these states are fun places. Also, There has to be at least, okay, technically it does not have to be, but I'm assuming at some point during this five-month, 11-state trip, they're going to be on a highway somewhere. Nope, not me. Can't do that. I just can't. But yes, that's my Worth the Whisper for today. Okay, that makes my episode for today. But I do have one more tidbit. Actually, two tidbits. One quick one. Um, I wanted to use WTW as a hashtag. So I Googled hashtag WTW to find out what it was. I wanted to use it for Worth the Whisper. Um, Like I said, I Googled it to find out what it was. It's apparently, what's the word? Which is the same thing, almost. Like, what's going on? Or like, what are we talking about? Worth the Whisper, like who would have thought so we won't be using that hashtag because it's too close to the me. original Meaning, I will build a hashtag. Build a hashtag. I'll build it from the ground. But I will build a hashtag Um, eventually. I just want a really nice one. Um, It's not already taken. It has a different meaning. My second tidbit is this week I've been accepted to participate in the Greatest Baker um, contest. It's an online contest for bakers all across the world. Um, You are judged by your profile. So they ask you like three or four questions um, and photos of your work. And you go online and you vote. Um, Voting begins the May 11th. There's a countdown on the website. And I was accepted to participate. There's a prize. You get to be in the magazine. Um, there's a cash prize. There's like enterprises for anything. My point here is I'm asking all of you guys to please vote for me. Um, the voting is not live now, but it will be live May 11th. And I will be posting the link to vote for me everywhere. Like on my website, on my Instagram. Gonna get back to my Facebook somehow um i have two facebook's I'm gonna get back into my facebook somehow Um, i'm posting the link everywhere um i'll probably do like a mini podcast clip um conversation b- the day before voting or so i can upload it the day of voting um so it'll be in the description of that podcast episode on my tiktok which i barely use i have like three videos up there Um. Everywhere, okay? So, there should be no trouble finding the link to vote for me. All you guys need to do is click it and vote. I'm not quite sure how long voting will be open because it doesn't um, disclose that. Um, So, May 11th. Let's just mark it on my calendars. And I'm going to talk about it next week as well. So, you guys don't forget... But vote for me. Um, it will. You will be voting for me, Deanna Price, um, because it's my birth giving name. Um, my culinary identity is Chef Phoebe, which is who I am. I guess this is you guys' first time hearing me say this, but it shouldn't be like that much news because when you click the podcast, it says Chef Phoebe's Whispers by Deanna Price, So it shouldn't be that surprising. But, so no, I'm not selling somebody else's identity. I just have a culinary identity. Um, or it's more like a creative identity and like my birth giving name that I'm a Gemini. So I'm allowed to be more than one person. It's in the zodiac signs, look it up. Uh, so yes, vote for me. I'll be very happy if you do. I'm trying to win, but even if I don't win, I will be happy because I'm happy enough to just be accepted to participate in this challenge. Um, So yeah, the links will be live May 11th. I will remind you again next week on our podcast. Again, I'm Chef Phoebe, and this is Chef Phoebe's Whispers. See you guys next week.